0: Today, we are sitting down with our very own Natalie Ringgeist. We thought this would be a great time to start to get to know our board members. We learn more about her and some things that she hasn't shared with us yet on the podcast over the past year. Natalie shares her love of animals and how that really shaped her as she entered the education world. She shares about how her love of nature has always just been a part of her and how it has led her to be a part of this organization. We talk about how Natalie joined Love the Green Life and what led her to deciding to make this a part of her full-time life. The organization and community is really blessed by her mission and her love to help change the world, and I personally am excited for you guys to hear more from her today and just what an amazing person she is. So green team, let's get started. Hi, I'm Jess Taylor, and I'm Natalie Ringgeis. and we love the green life. Welcome to our podcast. We are both teachers, mamas, nature lovers, and passionate about changing the world we live in and helping to save the planet by inspiring others.
1: Join us as we discuss practical ways to live a more sustainable, healthy, and green life for you, your family, and even your fur babies. Love the Green Life is a
0: 501c3 nonprofit organization that promotes cruelty-free,
1: chemical-free, and compassionate living. You can learn more about us and what we do at lovethegreenlife.org and on Facebook and Instagram at lovethegreenlife.org. Do you love listening to our
0: podcast and getting simple tips each week? Would you like more? Well, you are in luck. We are relaunching our plant power program in January. Whether you are someone who wants to cut out harmful chemicals from your food and need help understanding ingredients and labels, or you are just wanting help in reaching your goals and breaking some habits. Or even you are a vegan and just need help with meal planning and navigating social aspects. This program is for everyone. It is a 13 week lifestyle program. It is not a weight loss program or a nutrition course. It is not designed to turn you into a vegan. It is a program to help you live a better, healthier, and greener life and eat cleaner with some more veggies in it. We do this in a way that makes sense for busy families and to fit into your daily life to help you succeed at it. We have added some great. Great features to our program and are really excited to relaunch this. You will get all 13 modules with weekly doable action steps, community support, bi-monthly Q&A office hours where you get to ask any questions you have and you can get that help and support that you need on what you specifically have going on in your life. You'll also get two one-on-one calls with us so we can support you with your specific goals. In Plant Power, you will be meal planning like a pro. You'll be setting goals and changing habits, shopping smarter and learning about healthy swaps, and getting some great recipes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks too. Make sure if you are not already on our email list to get on it for more info as we begin to roll this out. You won't want to miss out on this unique opportunity to work with us. Head to lovethegreenlife.org and sign up now. You will get a plant-based journey guide to start with just for getting on our email list. We are so looking forward to working with you and helping you truly love the green life. Hello, everybody, and welcome. It's 2022. Here we are a whole year after... We did our intro episode, and we thought that it would be a really good time to start to get to know some of our board members. And our first one we're starting with is my favorite co-host, Natalie. (laughs) We're going to talk with her today and learn a little bit more about her, some stuff that she hasn't shared yet throughout our year. And I'm really excited for you all to learn all the things about
1: her and the reason that I love her so much. Oh, that was very kind. (laughs) Thank you. It's always a little uncomfortable talking about, you know, coming into an interview from this space. I like to be the questioner right? (laughs) (laughs) That's my comfort zone. (laughs) So
0: in our very first episode, if you have not listened to that, if you're a newer listener, we have our very first episodes where we talk about our story and who we are. And we answered some fun little questions about ourselves. And one thing that we realized was that Natalie never got to talk about your spirit animal.
1: So let's start with that. What is your spirit animal? My spirit animal, now spirit animal to me, definition, (laughs) I feel like a spirit animal is the animal that just keeps popping up in your life Mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily choose it. It kind of chooses you. And I've always had a thing for sea turtles and tortoises and like not even just, not reptiles, but just specifically (laughs) tortoises and turtles. We have a lot here. I grew up around Portage Lakes, Ohio, where there's red-eared sliders and painted turtles everywhere occasionally we'd find a snappy one you know we'd have mm-hmm. to coax across the road so we don't nobody hits them with our rake and things and mm-hmm. we had baby turtles at my grandmother's in buckets we would you know keep them so I think that's my spirit animal just because of their humble beauty and I just feel like they represent wisdom and things. So Aww, that's my I love
0: that. animal. I also growing up loved lizards. So we have that little reptile <laughs> connection between you and I. Yes. And that was something too. I think that was kind of like, a it kind of chose me. I was obsessed with lizards
1: when I was younger. Out oh, of yeah. out
0: like out of nowhere. Is that weird? <laughs>
1: mm. See, I feel like as a young younger child, I liked butterflies. Butterflies are my thing. Mm. Like I had if there was a Lisa Frank item with a butterfly. <laughs> oh my.
0: <laughs> Lisa Frank. Love it. Yes. So we're we're not aging ourselves at
1: all, are we? No, I I am a full (laughs) out nineties child. That was my grade school years and things. So I, Mm -hmm. I am a full nineties human. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Same here. Yeah. I loved lizards growing up and then I had convinced my mom into getting some and we had several different lizards. I really wanted one of the veiled chameleons, the ones
1: that they have the little like mitten feet. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. My dream pet has always been a Russian tortoise, specifically because I really loved the Russian tortoise that I had the pleasure of taking care of. One of my first jobs out of college was working for a nature center. So there was a ton of animals there and I did animal care and like nature education there with the, I was like an assistant naturalist. So I didn't really, subbing wasn't something that I was like, let's go sub, let's go substitute, which is what a lot of teachers do when they graduate. I was right down the road from a school at a district I really wanted to get into. And so I figured out like, well, I, I'm gonna see the community, get to know the children and teach and go that way well. So anyways, I had a Russian tortoise there and he was my bud. And I love that they eat things that you would leave over. Like his favorite treat was was strawberry tops. I mean, he would bust a move. (laughs) to get when he saw that bright red with the strawberry tops and they're just chill and they're easy to clean up. You don't have to give them litter, but like gravel, Mm -hmm. they don't smell, they're quiet. They're really fun to take care of. So they have really interesting personalities. So that's always been my dream is those tortoises, but they're over, they're hundreds and hundreds of dollars.
0: Yeah. I know someone who has a tortoise. And they also live like forever. So you have to, yes, they do. you have to be fully committed
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> to,
0: to that tortoise. That'd yeah. be a really cool pet to have though. I had a rat growing up. We had like everything. We had, had a lot of pets too. Yeah. We had lizards. I had a piranha. We had uh, oh ferrets, gosh, yeah. cats, dogs. Yeah. Rabbits. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, I, always birds. A rabbit. Yeah, I didn't have a rabbit or birds. Oh, um, oh. oh, how funny. I know. It's not funny. I had a gerbil. I had a hamster. My rat was my favorite pet though. I mean, other than like my cats and dogs, he was so sweet. He would just curl up on my shoulder and go to sleep. I'd walk around with him like sleeping on my shoulder. Oh my gosh. So funny. Yeah. He was black That's and white. Well, that adorable. I think
1: is one of the connections that brought you and I together was, was this, I mean, look at us, we've chatted the last five minutes, just about pets and animals. (laughs) Um, I'm so fun at parties. Um.
0: (laughs) No, that's I'm at the party. I'm like, Oh, you have a
1: cat. Okay. I'll be over here playing with your pet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. I think that's an easy thing to pick up on is that I am a nature and animal Mm -hmm. lover first. And that has been the thread that has followed me throughout my career and life and all of my career choices <laughs> mm-hmm. i've always went the extra mile to have some nature or education around animals and ohio animals that was always a topic that i made sure children that was a piece of wisdom that i always tried to just share with them was care for ohio animals their backyard animals and things like that so
0: i think that is what made you different as a teacher is being able to teach the things that you're required to teach and the things kids need to know, but also learning like real life lessons that are going to affect them in their day to day, you know, Mm -hmm. and teaching them about getting outside. I mean, I just read the other day about how, oh, I think it wasn't you that posted it about how many hours.
1: A case. thousand hours. Yes. Okay. Thank a, you. I was like, I oh, just read that. Which yeah. yes, which by <laughs> the way, they have the <laughs> cutest trackers. There's like a thousand hour outside trackers, and there's like mazes. There's like mancillas. They have like a whole space one where you color planets or stars, like for every hour that mm-hmm. you get. Like so, I'm going with the kids. We're going to be picking one out here I'm that trying. we're going to use and put in their playroom to color. But that's my goal: is to get my kids outside, get us outside.
0: Oh, here this. So it says the average American child spends just four to seven minutes in unstructured outdoor play each day and more than seven hours each day in front of an electronic screen. So that is what I feel like just going back to you teaching and having this like passion of nature and wildlife and animals is that you're helping with that. You know, like this could be kids who never go outside because Mm -hmm. whatever the reason is that they don't get to spend the time outside that Mm -hmm. they're just not used to it. But learning Mm -hmm. about some of these things, like you could cause them to have this love of nature that they may have never been exposed to mm-hmm. and I think that's just so important I feel like many educators don't have that knowledge and I think that's what made you a very special teacher
1: and still oh, thank you still a very special teacher because you, you're still
0: it? teaching just in well, a different you. you know but way.
1: animals and wildlife was all brought in as a overarching value in my in my grade schooling I went to Catholic school and the patron saint of the school was Saint Francis of Assisi who was known for for his love of animals and nature and God's creation. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that had was just ingrained in the culture beyond, you know, the religious things in the academics was always, you know, you hear about the patron that your school is named after, you know, just like you learn about your mascot. <laughs> 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 you know, we're like, we're about tigers, and this is what tigers do. And this is why we chant these things. And we have teen colors. It was the same thing, but you know, with that spin on it. So I think caring for it and having it being a part of an education of your education was something that I was used to but my parents weren't gardeners until I was older. Did you know this? No. My dad is like this amazing victory gardener but actually the first gardens I was in were my grandfathers who happened to be friends which was really fun. They would go golfing together and things. Both of my grandfathers they were like buds. Yeah and they both gardened and they both were very specific about the things that they grew. They both grew peppers and tomatoes so I knew I could identify those very early on as a kid. I knew the entire gross process just from being allowed to run through it and, you know, eat all the cherry tomatoes I wanted because I pretty much assumed that everybody knew that cherry tomatoes were like candy. Like, I had when I heard <laughs> kids don't like tomatoes, I, it's like saying, What do you mean you don't like grapes? I know, I know, I feel like, the what? same way. I love, like, really, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a <laughs> um, but I brought home a marigold that my preschool teacher we had planted for something Mother's Day. We had put seeds and had a cup, and they were on the windowsill and they grew. And I was determined to not let this flower die. I could not believe that this occurred in my life—that a seed grew an orange and yellow, like pretty flower. All right, this is before I was even butterfly at Lisa Frank girl. Okay, this is early. <laughs> I'm like, this is—I'm—I'm I'm a magician. I'm a fairy. <laughs> like I, whoa! I'm rainbow bright. Look what I'm doing. Oh my god! So, um, my dad planted it like next to the steps in the front yard you know so, mm-hmm. and got a couple more cuz you know they're cheap marigolds are pretty cheap you can get some. and that was the first thing my dad planted and then i think we had a tomato plant in a bucket so that was the first thing so being a part of nature and that magic it's just a part of me it's oh. a, it's just there always i don't have to like force it out
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I know and see I felt like I was like that too as a kid it was a different situation that I came about it but I was always interested in the environment and saving Mm -hmm. the environment and I did spend a lot of time outside as a young kid we had a really large piece of land that we lived on and the house sat back pretty far from the road and I just remember always being outside playing and I think that like we just talked about getting kids outside I think that connection is huge just being outdoors in unconstructed type playing where mm-hmm. you can do, you know, you're not out there for a certain reason or whatever, just being able to be out there and explore and ride bikes. And like, mm-hmm. I used to play bank outside. We had these two trees that were like grown, like next to each other. I'd ride my bike through them. Like it was the teller. Oh, <laughs> I'd make my mom stand on the other side. If she was out there and like, pretend I was like doing my banking. I was a very oh.
1: serious kid. <laughs> We played drive-through and
0: car wash. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much whatever we did that day was like what I came home and played. Like if we went grocery shopping, then like gas it was, station. I remember it was playing like gas station. Grocery store all day long. If we went yeah. to the hair shop, it was hair shop all day long. You know, it was very like realistic play type person.
1: I loved it. Mm-hmm. It's so fun talking to you and realizing about our childhoods. Like, cause we didn't meet in childhood. We met as adults um, and as mothers, which was cool. A boys, new moms of a boy. Like that was a really cool thing to connect on. And we also met as educators. And so I, I think a lot of the other ladies on the board, I met them through the same way. Yeah, um, I met them through our love of either the performing arts or education or our love for teaching the value of your environment to children. That's what connected me with all of the ladies even ones that I didn't know until they were on the board. Those are the same ways we've connected with. So I think, you know, you find your tribe, you find your people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Or they find you. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, I'm a huge believer in like, People come into your life for a reason. There's paths that take you to certain people and it's meant to be. And I definitely feel like that we were meant to meet and it was just a cool pathway that we got there. And now look where we're at.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know,
0: even I started just at that school is doing after school programming.
1: And the Mm -hmm. fact that
0: they were able to bring me on as a full-time person was how I was able to then meet you from there. So I think, you know, things happen for a reason. Totally. You know, now we've talked kind of about why why you love nature, how we yeah. met, but what made you say yes when I asked you to be a
1: part of Love the Green Life? Um, first of all, you had a formal letter. I did. <laughs> and academic Natalie, <laughs> I was a, a strong writer. I did essay contests. I got scholarships because pretty, pretty much essay writing. Mm-hmm. If it was an essay contest or an essay scholarship, I went for it, even if it was like 50 books. I was like sold that's worth it (laughs) so I mean I always thought that that was kind of like a like a joke like really I just have to write a little bit and you'll give me cash for school okay um (laughs) so I think getting your letter was like you've been selected (laughs) and I was like oh I won (laughs) Yeah, and I, I like, mailed
0: I mailed them too, didn't I? Yes, you officially yeah, mailed them. It was like
1: official. <laughs> and I remember I read it, and I was like, oh yeah. And so I remember that I put it on our refrigerator, like on a magnet, because I was I wanted my husband to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. And that never happened. Love him. But no, he would never like, oh, what's this? I should read it. Mm-mm. No, it was earlier in our marriage. I was still figuring this out. But, you know, you don't find out people's true colors until you've been married a couple of years. <laughs> no, I love my husband and, and he's awesome, but he's very supportive. I remember going, okay, have you read this yet? Did you see what I got? from Jess and he's like who's Jess I'm like the, the dance teacher at school and he's like is this like a club are you asking me I was <laughs> like no it's just a board and just so we can meet and talk about nature and the community we can just help her and you know one day she wants to make a nonprofit." and he was like well, what do you have to do I'm like well we just maybe might meet for like dinner sometimes he was like "Oh." Okay. That was pretty much it. And I have it saved somewhere. I never threw it away. I have it somewhere. Um, but I was like, oh yeah, the, my people. Yes. Well, hang. And then I was co-teaching with Angela, who was also on the board. And I had already learned so much from her because she was very much into an alternative diet for her body and her own personal health. And I was very intrigued by it. Um, my first pregnancy was pretty rough on my body. So I was really looking into things to heal and rebalance and get myself back together and she was amazing new calm resource for me just seeing her day-to-day foods and she introduced me to a lot of things that I had never heard of before I mean something as basic as chia seeds I had never heard of before and or even seen someone eat them Mm -hmm. she would make smoothie bowls and like eat like these smoothie bowls with a spoon at lunchtime and I'm like what what is that? (laughs) it's so interesting it was very easy to say yes to be a part of it
0: yeah and Angela her and I you know I know her from the same way you know her from school Mm -hmm. and her and I shared an office together and so we were in there at the same time we ate lunch together in there and then I was in there while the preschool napped in my classroom (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that was my like plan period so i'd be in there with her for a while until she had to go we ate lunch together so that was like our friendship was born out of our obsession of organic green living cuz i'd be mm-hmm. like Talking about our lunches and then talking about all this stuff. And she ran a website at that time. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember that she
1: had Mm -hmm. like a blog.
0: Yeah. And I had just in January. So halfway through that year was when I started to kind of cut out dairy and like stuff like that. So we just talked so much about it. So it was kind of the same thing when I was looking into like asking people to join me in this. Um, She is so knowledgeable. That's why I just wanted to like reinforce that. And I can't Mm -hmm. wait to have her on here sometime because she's just. I know. She has so much to add and I just wish that she was a little closer so we could actually like do a lot more stuff with her, but we're very lucky we have her on here and we will hopefully be able to have her on the podcast soon.
1: Well, I think that's what started the organization was all of us coming together with a common mm-hmm. cause. Our cause, our mission is very diverse, but yet cohesive mm-hmm. yeah. and it's specific. You <laughs> know we all have that a general value that we want to share to improve the people around us. I think you know, just hearing about how you and I were both inspired by Angela to improve ourselves and the people around us. I mean, that's to me what the kindest people do. Like that was my goal as a human is to just be able to enhance my life, enhance the world around it as much as possible. I mean, I think every teacher could relate to that message. Mm -hmm. Um, I think every mother could relate or father um, or caregiver can relate to that message. So it was very easy to get us three together And then having on the other ladies has just been so much fun. I know Molly's child and my child uh, take classes together uh, in the same studios and things. So we get to kind of chit chat when we catch by. Um, And now she's teaching as well. Children and Deanna has been wonderful to get to know. I love her baking and cooking. You know, you always admire the people that can do the things you can't.
0: Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) I am so not a baker. She like baffles me every time because I order stuff from her quite often. And she'll be like, Hey, I added something in. It's just something new. Like I get to be her taste tester.
1: (laughs) Yeah. For all her vegan creations. Which my family
0: loves. But she just started making new muffins. And they're like these jumbo crumbly blueberry muffins. And they're insane. Mm -hmm. It was the only request my husband had for his birthday, his 40th birthday. The only thing he requested was DM this new muffins. Oh <laughs> so how I also can't wait to have her on here. So she is incredible with that. Cause I am not a baker. I tried to make cookies. <laughs> I think I told you about this. <laughs> I tried to make cookies. Like the cookie dough is already made. You just have to break it off and put it on a cookie sheet. And I ruined them. <laughs> I'm a really good cook. I love cooking. I love cooking, but baking mm-hmm. is baking. And I have a hard time now. The reason (laughs) I ruined them is because I put them on the wrong cookie sheet. I put them on one of my stones, not thinking that was the stone that has the metal tray that it sits in like a pizza stone. My other stone does not have that. It didn't even come to my mind. I just grabbed what was on top and set them on because I was in a hurry, which is why I was using those. And they did not bake properly because of that metal. The stone. Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited for the things that she's going to bring to our mm-hmm. nonprofit, especially like in the near future of things to be able to offer to our community. Mm hmm. I know we've talked about this before that uh, Molly and Krista both are dance teachers with me. So Krista was somebody too, who was always super interested in a lot of the same stuff as me. She's pescatarian, vegetarian, makes a lot of vegan recipes, is really into like that kind of stuff, very into environmental things, you know, recycling, composting, all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. her and I would always have conversations about that. I've known her and Molly, both a very, very long time teaching with Mm -hmm. them when kind of building my dream team, all of these people just came out as very obvious choices in helping me. But mm-hmm. the cool thing is that each one has something completely different to offer. Your goal in it is different than mine, different mm-hmm. than Deanna's different than Molly's. Yeah. Everybody has a different walk of life as to why they want to do this. And I think that's what makes it diverse, but also working towards like a similar goal. One last question for you, Miss Natalie. <laughs> You said yes to being on the board, but you also said yes to being completely involved in the growth of this organization. (laughs) So you said yes to more than just, I'll be whatever role you have for me, which was what you said. So that's Mm -hmm. how you became the treasure. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, okay. So now you are moving (laughs) up in our company. (laughs) What made you decide that you wanted to be involved in this more full-time than just a board member?
1: Well, there was a lot of very unique things that kind of fell in line, just life. For example, right as the pandemic hit, we had already made a decision as a family that I was going to transition that year before the even, we even knew about COVID way in like November and December. We're like, oh, okay. I was starting to figure out the resignation process because when you're a teacher, you're under a con- under a contract and things like that. My family was just going to transition as my children were going to enter school where I would be part-time or something smaller so that I would be able to be more involved in my children's education. Cause obviously that's, strong value in me to support my children. So I had already made that decision. COVID happened, pandemic happened. I very graciously left the school that I was teaching at for so many years and had made so much family and connection there to be home. And then what ended up happening is I just stayed home and ended up working from home through like homeschooling and online teaching help for kids that were doing online instruction due to COVID. And after doing that, I realized I I have a lot more time on my hands. It doesn't look like I'm going to be able to just as easily pick up a part-time job as I thought, because my kids could need me at a drop of a hat. Their mommy has an education degree. I'm going to homeschool them the best I can. They come first, obviously. And then I realized, okay, hmm. well then what do I do? (laughs) I had this whole world open to myself where, what do I do? I always know what I'm doing person. I've had my life planned Mm -hmm up to six years out, four years out since I've been 15 of what I'm going to, all right, I'm going to do this. this is, I'm very goal oriented and I complete them. I'm very lucky to have family that supports those dreams and stuff for myself. So I'm like, oh, um, what do I want to do? I'm like, well, I'm um, really into podcasting. And that seems like a side gig that people get enjoyment. I'm going to work on hobbies. Let's go there. You know, having two children working full time with babies, toddlers, my hobbies and my connection to myself kind of fell mm-hmm. as it does. So I'm like, okay, let's use this time that I've been given and the blessings that I've been given with my husband being able to work and I'm able to be home to grow myself. My activism just kicked up is what it did. I wanted to do more. with what I've always done. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, here, let me help you with your organization. Let me help you because you were just getting 5013C and that was getting together and the position popped up. And then I went with you to the bank and we had to do all the banking stuff. Mm -hmm. And we had to talk to the bank guy about our organization. And I'm like, man, this is sparking something in me. And I just was like, I need to be around it. And then I remember sitting in the parking lot of the bank (laughs) talking to you. Mm -hmm. And I remember being almost in tears like like there's something here this is like something we could do and I think you were nodding and going yeah and you were still teaching dance Mm -hmm. I was still even interviewing and applying for teaching positions you know here and there expecting to be a tutor or something like that of that nature or work at the library or something. And I was even looking at public organizations that help because I, in the past, volunteered for, oh, I forget the name of the program now, Learn, for adults that are illiterate, where they have adults come in and teachers help. And I really grew a lot by, I helped a woman study the driver's test booklet so she could take her driver's test. That's so cool. I did that in college. And I was like, oh, you know, that That really brought me a lot of joy, um, helping adults with reading difficulties or learning difficulties just navigate life. I was like, man, I really wanted to do more for a community, you know, like I've done school so much and I really enjoyed it. But I'm like, maybe, maybe I can step in that realm in the volunteer realm. It'll be more flexible for my goals as a mother. And then I realized as things progress, like people work in organizations and like people get paid. And I don't know if you've checked teacher salaries lately versus nonprofit sector, (laughs) comparable. So again, as I'm goal oriented, I said, all right, if we're gonna do this podcast, then I'm going to set a goal. And as far as listenership, I needed a, a data point to hit I needed some so I remember I told you when we hit 500 yeah I said okay I'm gonna say that we started in February mm-hmm. even though we published that first episode in January it took us a little while to promote so I'll say mm-hmm. all right starting in in February by July I hope we need to get 500 if we hit 500 that means there's something there we're, we're reaching something because I didn't want to be a social media thing and not a YouTuber <laughs> You know, I didn't want it to be that, but I also didn't want to just be talking in this space right. and spending my time on something, again, that wasn't given value. So I needed to prove it point to myself. And then as things progressed this past year, I realized, okay, mm-hmm. if I want to do this, we need to bulk it up a little bit. We need to get things rolling. My education, my personal education goals, as far as academic teacher, I feel like I had met a lot of those goals and I was getting a lot of excitement about having something so new and so fresh in my life, especially since I was kind of reconnecting to hobbies and kind of Mm regrowing myself as an older woman. It was like, oh, let's try something. And I know in life, you don't get opportunities to just try things. I also was kind of like, all right, I'm going to follow. Oh, this is i'm gonna keep going with this until until something tells me to, uh, you're done as i kept following and doing more and more to help and talking to you and going well can i help you with that can i do that or i remember when we were talking about the t-shirt mm-hmm. launch and i'm like oh i think i know a cute idea for that like just helping you with little projects made me realize how much i was enjoying it and having fun and I'm like, okay, we can, I can hang in this space for a while. I have the luxury. I don't even know how the luxury of just following this as far as I can take it. Okay, let's go. That was my attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is nice.
0: And the one thing I want to point out real quick that you were saying was about how your goal was to reach 500 listens by July and we actually reached that in April. That is pretty amazing, right? Yes. So I think that just yeah. says that like you knew quite quickly that like this was something that we could do and had meaning behind it. Mm-hmm.
1: In 2020, 2021, that was, and especially this past year, the vision of how you can work to support your family. There's been a huge mind shift in myself on what that could look like Mm -hmm. and the type of working mother. I want to show my children, you know, and give them, you know, a good model of, hey, listen, find out your passions, find out your dreams, find out the the zing um, that you get in life. And you can be flexible with, with that. Yep. You don't have to keep yourself in a box. You can use your goals and skills in many ways. I don't want them to think that just because I have, just because I went to school for something doesn't mean I can't be successful in other areas or say that that success is done. I might go back to teaching. That's not off the table. I'm still keeping my active license for the state of Ohio. we doing what that needs, mm. what needs to be done to keep that active. Um, It's not off the table. But for right now, like I said, this is okay. Yeah. This is, this is really exciting. And I love taking my kids along the ride. It's been hilarious <laughs> because they also have had a shift in weight. What does mommy do? Yeah, right. <laughs> and for a while, they just knew podcasts. Mm-hmm. mommy does podcast and for a while yeah that's it mommy takes care of you and daddy and sprocket our dog and she does a podcast with their friend mommy's hobbies and to be able to say no i work for an organization i think gives them a good road to success that mm-hmm. isn't always traditional, they, they can be successful no matter what.
0: So, yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. And I know it's just funny that you were talking about your kids because anytime I'm getting ready to like record with you or whatever, or if I say I have work to do, my son is always like, Are you getting on to talk with Miss Natalie? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what he thinks like work is we just we just hang out, we just chat. We just talk. <laughs> but he Aww. sees me editing it and he always wants to listen, you know, and he says, Well, what are you guys talking about this week? Aww. I love being able to have them involved. And I just foresee their involvement even more in the future of when we have a building and events and them coming to them and helping at them and- gosh yes you know I think it's going to be really beneficial for their little souls as well as for us Mm -hmm. to have the ability to have them there you know I've been lucky other than I did work for years kind of full-time and I didn't have kids at that point so I've never worked as a full-time teacher Mm. having a kid although the year we got him I made a humongous mistake by teaching 17 classes so even though that wasn't like a full-time job Uh, because I was home during the day but I was teaching all four nights, like open to close and then trying to work on that choreography. And cutting music and I did a lot of the admin stuff at the Mm -hmm. studio at that point. And that was really insane. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I did that because I knew we had a hefty adoption loan to pay back. And so I thought, well, now is not the time for me to cut my hours. But what it did do was burn me out because teaching that much and having that much work to do with a newborn. And I was taking a class to renew my teaching license at the same time because I had signed up for it like two weeks before we got him.
1: that version of Natalie was the one that got her master's the same year she planned her wedding Uh, yeah (laughs) and if I didn't have a cohort of ladies supporting me and encouraging me to like keep going I would have like stopped my master's and like did the wedding and then like started back up or something yeah so I I know that feeling I know that burnout feeling I worked full-time up until the 2020 2021 school year was my first school year not working Mm full-time I had 14 years I took the standard return leave with my children and then went right back which is what millions and millions of dedicated educators do and females in the workplace do it is not an easy transition on any front yeah staying at home has been very challenging and and working full-time with babies and nursing and meal planning <laughs> yeah and doing baby-led weaning and pallets trying to get their taste palettes balanced and fruits and vegetables and Diapers and wipes and bellies and gas and, oh, freezing the breast milk. (laughs) (laughs) And and I really, I I don't, that breastfeeding piece on top of working full time adds to your load. Yeah. So I don't feel comfortable saying I was burnout, but I worked.
0: I can't even imagine because I didn't have any of that
1: aspect of it. But you guys had glasses. It was a part-time job. You guys just getting all of the ducks you need to be approved for the possibility of adoption yeah you can go through all that and then not get a child I know (gasps) which I who knows I'm I'm sure it happens I don't personally know anybody but can you I can't imagine well a lot
0: of people will go through that and then wait so long that I mean we waited almost a year some people wait even longer than that and may decide then at some point that they just don't want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Like they don't want mm-hmm. to wait anymore. And now you've spent that money and time. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So but. I
1: think a lot of my involvement comes from the place of a working mother. Again, 90s child. My mom went back to school when I was in middle school. So I had a kind of a half and half mom I had a stay at home mother for a very long time. And until I didn't. Um, And I saw how much that made her a stronger woman and leader in our family. So yeah, I'm ready to have my take at it, my little shot at it here, uh, (laughs) working with you and working with Love the Green Life. Mm, I thought it would be good for
0: people to kind of know a little bit more about you and where you came from and why you wanted to do this because I've done that a lot the website talks about why I started this I talk anytime pretty much we even have an interview with somebody like I kind of give that background again but I think that it's important that they know you and and our other board members I can't wait
1: I think this is such a cool way you know especially since the theme is community I love you had said this earlier that since our theme is community and our overarching goal as the organization is to connect with the community let's start with the community members that have already chosen exclusively to make this a part of their life and why we feel it's so important to spread it to others. So that's perfect. I love that we get to hear about everybody and talk about my old and new friends. It's great. Thanks for listening to the show. We would love for you to follow us, leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Your support will help our nonprofit be able to do more good in the world.
0: See you next time.